Hello ladies and gentlemen, Four Blades in the pub, actually in the pub, what is this witchcraft? I am John and I'm sat in the Shifu this evening with Dan. Evening everyone. Philip. Good evening, it's good to see you up here John. Well, it's nice to be up here and the reason I was up here is last night I was out watching Pulp at the arena with many of my pals including Ian. So it's nice evening. to see you again. Indeed. So, yes, uh, great night had by all and I hope everyone's having as good summer as we are. Um, so we're going to sort of do two parts tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about like the state of playing the, um, in the club, signing, singular, contract renewals and all that. Uh, might touch on the Chesterfield friendly a bit. And yeah, just have a catch up and then we're going to put a few lads into the World Cup squad. So, the state of play, Phil. So I don't reckon you should start with me because I think I'm a bit more upbeat than the rest of you. So I reckon you should certainly shouldn't start with me because I'm the exact opposite to that. So I think and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm somewhere in the middle. Right. So let's start with Ian and then go go, go opposite direction. To that. I think me and me and Dan are both quite at the at the, at the diametrically opposed. Yeah. Well, just very very fed up. But yeah. Um. Well, my take on it. I kind of see the balance and need to balance the books, to look at who we're signing, to invest wisely and invest in young players. I worry though that that still leaves us with an awful season ahead of us at the minute. And I'd like to see us looking to get experience in and that maybe is how we use the loan market because I think we're lacking that at the minute. And that the experience we've got within the squad isn't the players who we're going to have starting every week. And I'm looking at players who've been through it before, like Basham, Fleck, you know, Norwood might not be a, a regular every week starter this season, and yet they're the players we were looking at who've got the strong experience of, of, of the top flight previously. So I'm kind of... I'm excited by these players. I don't know enough about them. And, and I'm, we've all been fooled by YouTube clips and packaged highlights of players before. Michael Higdon. Michael Higdon. Prime had example. A, had a great YouTube reel. Zivkovic had a great YouTube reel of Golden China. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know a huge amount about Slimani. My first reaction when I saw him was look to him away. But, just the way he carried himself. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, I, I'm kind of, I see what we're trying to do. I just, am I overly enthused? Not massively. I think, I think that's fair. I yeah. think, all, all, all of what you said is probably right. I think where, where I'm perhaps a little more, I don't know what the word is, pragmatic about where we're at is I'm kind of accepting we're probably going to go down this season, whether we spend loads of money on experience or whether we go down the route we're going down. And to me, I think going down the route we're going down is the wisest move for us as a club, for the long term of the club right now. Um, whether we go down the route of some players being signed loan to buys that's something you said earlier dan with a view to making them players permanent if and when we do get a takeover six months down the line when the transfer window is open in january i think the key the key thing for me is is surrounding enjoy and what happens with that situation and it, it's looking right now anyway more favorable in, in our in our part that it is he's going to be here certainly next season and the rumours are that, that he's been offered a contract that he's going to sign. So, I don't, I don't know, I think... The dark, the dark truck is edging his bets, isn't he? Yeah, of course Alan Nixon, he's edging, so he, he's obviously been 
on his Patreon. I've, I've obviously not seen because he blocked me a long time ago, but I've seen obviously other people talking about where he, he tweeted that he was Marseille were in talks, he was going to Marseille. He's then since tweeted he's been offered a new contract, big wages with a release clause, and it's looking likely he'll stay. So he's covering he's, all his bases. So if he stays, see, called it. If he goes, called it. I keep looking to see if Romano has deleted his previous tweets. Yeah, that's what like he did last time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the other thing. Looks if he's deleted it. But... I, I think you, you say about with the, the players we're signing are unknowns or they haven't got the quality in the Premier League. Think back to when we went up last time. We had no no experience in the Premier League and we, we had an incredible season that could have ended up being better than it than it eventually was without a lot of Premier League experience. I think Luke described it right the other day where he said that they're all dice rolls, aren't they? Yeah. All these players are, yeah. are dice rolls. There is nothing there's not one of them with any pedigree in this country. So they and and they might turn out to be great, you know, like Slimani, like we said, we bought him for whatever it is, a million quid. This time next season, we could be flogging him to Man City for forty. Yeah. Or it could be disappearing back off. It could be disappearing off the Turkish league on loan for a season because he's just not done it. That's I suppose from a financial point of view, though, we've got the rumours are what anything between one and a half and three and a half million we've paid for it's, it's, it's for nothing. It, it's, it's a gamble it's, yeah. that if it don't work as a footballer yeah. financially, we're not going to lose out. We'll no, probably I get, get if, if not all, most of that money back if we do lose him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Mm. This is why I mean I know a lot of people don't like him, but we've been linked with John Joe Shelby today, haven't we? Mm. And you see, I think he'd be a decent signing. I said that's he's a very, a very form. good footballer. I think he, I think he'd play in the quarterback role and probably bring some. Like, I'd say he's he's a better passer than Norwood, which is quite some statement. But he if, is. If, if you he, can get him right, well, that's I, the only I, issue. I think in he's it. a top, a top ten. I don't mean a top, as in the ten best players in the league, but I think he's a player who could play for a top ten Premier League. Undoubted ability. He's a really, really very, good very footballer. Good footballer. The problem with him is he's obviously questioned um, the, the way he is around the club and, yeah. and, and the, the impact that that might have on the dressing room. And, and the fact for Artem. The fact he'll cost a hell of a lot in wages as well. It depends how much Forrest are willing to subsidise. Yeah, I think they want him out, don't yeah. they? If they, if they if, if, um, so what, else, if what is his name, Cooper wants him out, if they're willing to subsidise no way. 70% of his wage. Cooper wanted anyone uglier than him <laughs> at the club. <laughs> the, the other one with a bit of experience, we've been linked with uh, Michi Basuai today as well, haven't we? Which I think is a bit far-fetched, to be honest. Yeah. The, the, the fees bonkers. 10 million, they're wanting Fenerbahce, wanting 15 Again, he's got Premier League experience. If he's what is he what we want? I'd say probably not. No, no. I think a 29-year-old with a patchy record at this level, who's going to come with a for us a decent-sized transfer fee and big wages, is the exact opposite. He's the exact opposite of the lads we've been linked with signing. Yeah, kind of young, low-cost potential. He's kind of back end of his career, high cost, and you kind of know what you're getting, and it's not. And he's never really said that he's done it outside the UK, outside of England, but not in England. No. It's one of them, I'd say, when I said experience before, and I think that's like I say, where I'm, I, I really need, want to see is that's where we've got to do it differently this time. Because we can't, last time it was like. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a miracle, but how it all, we kept that, everything together and it just happened. We, I don't think we've got that benefit this yeah. time. So therefore, we're going to have to dig in, use our heads, play sensibly, yeah. and cons- conservatively probably to a degree. And that's where someone like a Shelby is that experience that I was kind of talking about coming in, just 
settling that midfield down, organising and directing. I think we're all in agreement. Someone like Shelby would be a really good signing for us if he can get his head right, his attitude right. The last thing you want is him to come in and cause like a dick and cause cause friction in the dressing room and stuff like that. Well, second game of the season, he goes back to Forest, completely dictates it, and we get one in off McBurney's knob end at 90th minute. Everyone goes mental, load of scrapping afterwards. Yeah, it'd be amazing. The top at leagues will do Palace on opening day, and I'll be like, why was I negative? No, but I think what I think for me, I, I, if I start with my negative sort of feelings, but then how I sort of have talked myself into optimism in the last 72 hours or so, after uh, you all told me to stop basically being a miserable twat in group chat earlier this week, it's obviously like I don't want to see like players like enjoy leaving stuff, but it's also like. I find the fact that we're in this, like, I just find the optics around communication from the club and the uh, fact that, you know, we got Portugal this week, they didn't officially announce it. Like, yeah, we had the kit, we finally got the kit out, but it should have been, that should have been wrapped up weeks ago. Like, we're going into the Premier League. United fans should be excited. They should have been wearing the new shirt at, like, festivals and on holiday with and, and, and all that sort of stuff it just seems really disjointed and I'm starting to like tire of it as well particularly when if you criticise it the mouth the, the chairman's mouthpiece like bats you down with like a sarcastic one tweet with retort and that's the only communication we have um, and that just re- I find that really like really great and to be honest but um, I think we probably have more of a fighting chance of doing okay and I say okay finishing 17 than we thought thought we did so if you think about it like that bottom half of the Premier League there's always sides who just have a bad season regardless of the squad and look at that Leicester squad there is no way that Leicester squad should go down there's no no way that well the Leeds squad was pretty strong and it was the third one that got relegated Southampton. Southampton Southampton who obviously changed their approach in recruitment but you've got like probably the best dead ball taker in the entire league in that side which is worth probably what 15 points on its own like free kicks and quality corners more Prowse puts in so like obviously that you'd, you'd argue all those squads are better than ours but what I'm trying to say is teams will have bad patches there will, like, be, there will be a couple of sides yeah. that have absolute stinkers this season that like you're not Everton, won't, Everton won't be any better this season no look at, look at the players they're signing like Ashley Young Johnny Evans and stuff like that they're not going to suddenly turn them from what they were into even, even a comfortable mid-table side really are they and like Palace finished so strongly and they've got some really good young exciting players but when we kick off against them in four weeks, basically I think Eze, Elise, Gaye and Anderson are all available if the price is right. So there's a good chance they could be in like complete flux. And you just I think if we end up playing certain teams, a la Palace, first home game, if they've lost a couple of their better players, you can you can nick a win and I think if we can get a win early, it's obviously the last time in the Premier League that season, the COVID season, that we all love to forget. Like, we didn't win till what was it, December against Newcastle? It was in between Christmas and New Year. I think. Well, there we are. So we just we, we were basically down by the time we won our first game. Mm-hmm. And we and we and we're not going to be in that situation yet. We end up finishing that season with a points total twenty something, twenty three, twenty three, which is pop, what like ten to twelve points <laughs> off getting getting safe so like you just yeah, that, don't know that, that's the only thing that I think like I said considering how bad we were and how long it took us to win another four wins 
gives you 35 points it gives you a, a, a fairly good chance of staying and up and you think back to the start of that season I remember like because we're all saying oh we just need a striker and then everything will calm down and we played Leeds down here and then like they were like, I remember Lundstrom slid in and could have got one and would have put us 1 0 up in the game. And it's those margins. Cooper pulled off a world, didn't yeah. And we, we were unlucky against Fulham as well early mm. on down here. So it could, have, it could have been different. But I asked a question in the group the other day is uh, the, the squad we've got now, and I'll change it a little bit because it looks like there's a chance Njai's going to be here. Are we stronger now than what we were that first game of that season? When you bear in mind some of the players that were starting then, Burke, people Ampadu. like Burke, Ampadu, Kim Bryan Kim played Bryan. quite a lot of games that L- season. Lundstrom just not asked L- for yeah, the that, full year. You see, that's, yeah, that's, still played. That's the that's the thing. Isn't it? Lundstrom obviously was in a similar situation to Enjai, not with obviously the level of club that's after him. But he basically phoned that season in. Didn't he? Yeah, you don't yeah. want as much as you don't want Enjai to go. And I, you don't want him to have a season where he's just not trying to leg and just protecting himself for a big move. And I don't know the kid. It might be a dick, but he doesn't strike as that. He strikes as someone who will kind just of give to, He wants to play. He plays, yeah. with, he plays with like the enthusiasm of a yeah. kid in the yeah, park, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. And you could see that in the goal yesterday. Just the way, you know, quick turn and away and just... Even that video of him scoring a goal in training. training yeah. Yeah. It's celebrating. Yeah. It's, it's what you want to see. Like, it lifts everyone. And like, McBurney te- te- um, teasing everyone by saying, looking forward to this season. Like, Brilliant. McBurney... Self-appointed new captain after yesterday as well. <laughs> Bedos, if you know everyone's seen it, watch the Bedos board interview after the match because he's holding back the hysterical laughter when they say, "What was it like playing under a team captain by Ali McBurney?" Like that was quite a bold, uh, a bold move. But obviously, we actually really will imagine be eager, but we do have a new captain to appoint this summer yeah we're club captain yeah yeah, yeah I'm almost certain it's, it'll be Egan it's, it's just going back to the enjoying thing I put a, I put a, when it when it was looking like he might be going I just put a poll on it it got a few hundred responses it was quite interesting because when I was reading Twitter it looked like it was 50-50 into whether you should keep him or if we got I'm going to say a sensible amount of money and I think we're talking a minimum of 15 but at least ideally at least 20 million for him would you sell him? And in the end, the poll went 60% key, 40% sell. And I think it shows really the fine margins we're working with it now with some of the decisions we're making. It, it, is, a really, it is a really interesting decision because arguably for the financial future, or long-term financial future of the club, right thing to do is probably sell him if you get a bid, 20, 20 million plus. I certainly don't buy into this 12 to... 17 million that Marseille talented you've got to just tell him to fuck off at that price it's embarrassing the flip side of that is he could be the catalyst that keeps us up this That's season and we get another 90 million at, at, at 20, at anything less than 20 million to sell him you're essentially you're essentially admitting, admitting we're going down yeah. like, like we said it's a, we've got a very slim chance of staying up that chance reduces greatly if he's not here yeah. even with him you'd probably only give us a, I don't know 20% 25% chance of staying up if he goes yeah. that to me drops to drops to 10% oh, it's apparently it's somebody's birthday somebody's birthday <laughs> yeah um, none of ours um, but it'll, it'll feel like our birthday if Enjai signs a new contract but uh, that's it Enjai signed Enjai yeah, signed exclusive live on the yeah I mean that, that's we the understand ideal. <laughs> it's the ideal scenario isn't it 
getting him to agree to sign a new contract on if 50, we, 60, 70 grand a week if we with get a down, clause that he can, get out, he can go for X. I would imagine the clause will be... It might not even be a relegation clause because he's not. He might want to give us a season. Yeah, he's not going to want to stick around with us. Even if, if even if we stay up this season, next season is going to be almost exactly the same. Our, our ambition is going to be first yeah, of off stay up. So he's going to want to kick on. Yeah, of course. My, my, and, I, and I get he's a Marseille fan. He wants to play for him. I think it's a strange move at this stage of his career. If he has if he has a good season for us this season and gets even if we go down, he gets twelve goals and half a dozen assists this season. There'll be a lot bigger clubs than Marseille. Yeah. Yeah. He's so 23, he can play for Marseille in eight, nine years' time when he's 31 years old. I think that's the thing. At the minute, he's got options, apparently, of Everton, West no. Ham have been linked, no. and a couple of other clubs that he well, passes, like, like middle-of-the-road Premier League teams. Marseille, Spurs were mentioned. Spurs, yeah. Marseille, being the club that he loves, is an appeal to him right now, because yeah. it's a club he loves. You're right, if he has a good season this season, you could be talking about Liverpool, Maybe Man United. Do, do you know what I mean? A far, far bigger English club. We're talking that, or you're talking, you know, Dortmund, or, yeah. or you know, well, AC Milan, or like, like, you know, real. Go yeah, to a club, go to a proper yeah. like, yeah. I mean, Marseille, obviously, a great club, great history and stuff. But I think, I think West Ham would be ridiculously silly move for him to have too many players in that mould already. West Ham, he would, he'd go to West Ham and he'd be another. He'd be like another Ben Rama, where he's he's kind of do all right. He's in and out. He does okay, but he's not. He's not. Not the main yeah. man, yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a West Ham. Fair enough. West Ham are a bigger club than us. West Ham are a more successful club. They've got more money than us, but it wouldn't be that next massive major step up. No, really. no. Um, I I agree. I think I I don't know as well. Like him and McBurney do have a good thing going on, and he, he's guaranteed to play every single game next season. So. It makes, and also last year he's pretty much available constantly. Wow. How many times he even had like ice on his calf and stuff, yeah. and everyone's like, he's going to be out for a month, we fucked it, and then he was yeah. fine. Just because of the way he plays and obviously the energy. and the, Yeah, he I hope he stays. Him and Eckenbottom seem to have a good, a really strong relationship, don't they? And we hope that that would count for something. Maybe Eckenbottom said, look, give us a season. Yeah. Give us a season. Or, we, even, or even half a season. Sign the deal. And if come January we're dead last, 12 points behind then you can you go with our blessing so yeah. you get yourself off but at least give us that chance yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like you say going back to something John said before this is all about to a degree balancing getting the club on an even keel ahead of any potential any God knows who let's certainly go through a better betting process this <laughs> time due diligence give it DD due diligence Prince that's what you do the first before anything else um, but there's a balance there between that but also having some degree of ambition as a club yeah. and I don't I think going back to your point about communication and everything else at the minute there's just no what, what is our strategy this season just Come be out open and honest just be open Come out and say fans would appreciate it just saying look this is what we're trying to do be clear clear statement instead you get bits drip fed out not via broader media channels so if you're my dad he's going well what's happening because he's nothing in this he's reading repeating stuff repetitive stuff in the star with no real content and Radio Sheffield don't get anything I, th- I think you can get a little bit caught up on the reads though I, I, I want to go and watch us play football the, the strategy of what the club are trying to do do, do, do the fans need to be told that See, I, I, I would I'm not sure I, I would I'd, I'd be quite happy 
if the club this season said, look, not Norwich did a few seasons ago when they kind of almost said, look, we're coming up, we're not going to throw much money out, we're going to buy one or two players, but the plan is over the next few years to be one of the top 23 clubs. Yeah, so basically, we're planning to be, if the club will come out this season and said, look, we haven't got a great deal to spend, we'll give it a go next season. However, we're looking at building the squad, reducing the average age of the squad. I could almost make a piece with that. Haven't they kind of said that? Hickenbottom said we've got to be, have to be creative in the transfer. Hickenbottom has, but yeah. the club haven't. He's, there's been no kind of... He's, he's said, yes, he's, he's, he's said we've got to be creative, which I get, but he's not actually said, this season's going to be tough, we're, we're going to give it a go, but this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to remould the squad a bit. Whereas Norwich's was, a, it was, a, it was known that that was the club's strategy. I'm not saying they're right, because it's obviously it's not worked from the not bounced yeah, back I, up. And I'm, it just, I'm not sure what... I'm like, I guess it's a talking point, isn't it? I'm just... I don't know whether... Do, do other fans of clubs get to find what the strategy well, of the I club think, is each year? I don't, I don't, I think think, a I don't common, know how much it matters. That's a, all I'm saying. A common criticism that's levelled is a lack of direction. So often that is satisfied because it's obvious by what you're doing mm. in the transfer market, isn't it? So it doesn't get... Whether I don't, I but think you can if you have, it with what we're doing, it's yeah, obvious what we're doing. I mean, we'll see how many come through the door, I guess, and yeah. how it looks. We've only got one so far, and that, that to me in itself is something that worries me a little bit. I think a, a lot of the business, a lot of our business will be done at the back end of the window. Mm. Well, it's the knock on effect. Yeah, because I mean, like, for example, Declan Rice has gone to Arsenal, so then West Ham will have some money to spend, and they'll buy some of that. And it's suddenly the big transfers kind of start to trickle down, don't they? Yeah, it's likely um, to be the loans, that isn't it? Yeah, and you are, and like, like, yeah, it's the loans. So you're waiting for clubs to finalise their 25-man squad, and then we're looking at who's not, you know, who's not been put in the squad. Well, Doyle's not. Doyle won't have gone back to City yet. Cause he was playing in the yeah, it's true for England until last week. Let's be fair. As much as we like. Tommy Doyle, not in a million years is he getting in Man City's 25-man squad next season. No. McAtee might have a chance. because He doesn't need to be registered. He not because he's under the, under the uh, 20. Under well, I, the I think yeah. his stock's probably higher than we appreciated at the end of last season. McAtee? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they yeah. were talking yeah. on like, and The Athletic about sensible transfers, and when they did the Dortmund article, because obviously Dortmund have got like a wedge after Bellingham's going, they were saying that like a really good one if if Pep's not interested, they've got a good relationship with buying these Man City youngsters and developing them. Like James McAtee could be one for Dortmund, somebody who's not necessarily going to start or can play either deeper, like as an eight, ten, or off either side. And like they, like they were like full, full of praise for him. And uh, what I, I talked to Mark Kamen today, and he was saying like we've got like it's really. Possible to probably replace McAtee because he scored ten goals from midfield. We've not had that for years. Yeah. Yeah. Back end of the season, especially. Yeah, he arguably is the player that took us up. He's just a phenomenal little talent, and I obviously I did see last week City have turned thirty million down for him from someone. Yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, you can see. But I mean, the thing not is, he's not coming back on loan. Is he? No. If that's happening, basically he's going to go somewhere else on loan or. They might go. Actually, we'll let him go with the buyback or something. I, I think he'll be in and around this one. Yeah, especially yeah, with Gundogan's go gone, hasn't he? Mm. And Silver still might go. Yeah. And, and, and Man City are always again. They're always fighting on four fronts, so he'll get probably more cup games than you would expect. You know, it's yeah. It, there's every chance. You might it. you might see after having a season in the squad, people like Palmer going out or yeah. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't know. It's an interesting. Well, this is the Tommy Doyle's. I'd, I'd be trying. I'd still be trying to work something there. Whether it's a permanent, I doubt we can afford. But I'd say the I don't play the most important signing we could make after Injai's contract. If we can do it, he's, yeah. he's, he's perfect. He'll go on to have a very very good top flight career, Tommy Doyle. I suppose it depends if if Shelby does come in and we brought Sunani in. Suddenly, are we a bit more better? Are we quite well stocked in midfield then? Do we, do we need. I'd like that. Still only five bodies. Norwood, Fleck, Berger, Slimani, Osborne, oh, yeah. Koulibaly. Do we think Koulibaly's going Koulibaly's out alone? Not fit him, no. We weren't even on the bench for either of the games yesterday. Should we touch on yesterday's game, by the way? I mean, not, I don't yeah. think any of us actually saw it. But I only watched I've one of those. Goals, I watched one of those like horrendous. The edited highlight packages, which is really hard to watch because it's like doof, 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 chance, chance, half chance, bit of pattern of play, like edited together like a WWE match on a highlights <laughs> package. But like, I mean, it's a it's a good workout. I always find it weird when you've got these like blended teams of youth and experience. But obviously, it looks like we're staying with the same system. Part of the lad that was that played left centre back, the lad that had just been released by Bournemouth, is it Francis? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, everything I've read, so he looks tidy I'm guessing he, if we do bring him in he's not coming in as a first team he's going to come in as a youth how old is he? Is he 20, 20 20 so he's going to come in for 23s and then yeah. see how he is and, yeah. I've obviously seen a couple of a couple of clips of Asula oh, looking, looking sharp and then fluffing in front of goal again but seems think, to be the curse of him and Jebo doesn't it I think he needs a loan doesn't he in an ideal world Jebison and Asula Probably both need to be out and play a full season. How old is Jebison now? He's still only 20. 19. No, 19. Is, he, is he not turned 20 yet? So yeah. yeah, so he's got plenty of time. Um, well, we're incredibly light up front as well at United, so... Yeah, they can't go anywhere at the minute. We haven't got, no. we haven't got backup for, for who's there. Especially so. we've lost, we've lost like, the senior striker, so we need to... Ian's talking about an experienced player. I think that is definitely a position that... Not Batshuayi, experience at actually scoring, not just playing for is a load it, of clubs. Is it worth mentioning Sharp's interview last week that he did where obviously he's expressed his disappointment not being given yeah. a contract and apparently Heckingbottom wanted to keep him but it was a, a, club, a club decision. decision yeah, I just, <clears throat> he's, not, he's not part of the club anymore so there's nothing the club can do about it. He can say what he wants, he's just perhaps a little bit poorly timed and worded maybe. I mean, He's going to say what he thinks, isn't he? The thing he? is we're, we're obviously working on a tight budget this season and if Sharp would... To being given a contract next season, even on I don't know, fifteen grand a week, it's an expensive cheerleader. Yeah, He's, he didn't contribute very little on pitch last season. He's going to contribute even less in Premier League next season. Fifteen grand a week for someone just to go, come on, lads, and there's more to it than that. But it's, I kind of get it. It's difficult. It goes back to that, my earlier point about communication and everything else. Something else that's been really badly managed. Yeah, that's been, been, been allowed, managed. and then it's been that. allowed to then fester. So that Billy's Billy's done this interview, which he's got every right to do, and offered an opinion. And the club are not in a great position now to do yeah. anything about well, it or shut it down. We've not managed exits of legendary players and staff not well, well for several years now, have we? No. Even like you go back, like Duffy, like. Even like the Duffy like, Wilder himself, O'Connell, and Stevens didn't really get a proper like goodbye. Like, don't know. I think that could be done a lot neater. Yeah. Like it's a lot of clubs, a lot of clubs like pride themselves on that, and I don't know. 
at, le- at least at least the social media side of things they did a bit of a send off yeah, 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 true. Them, yeah. but I, I think you're right Ian the way that we handled the sharp departure probably should have been should have a, a decision should have been made and stuck to and just kept and he should have probably known about this three months ago yeah. rather than getting to the steps of the and town hall and almost but, as if finding out there and then that he wasn't going to be yeah. there like, season, like you know like in March or something you had that conversation yeah. and then all, that almost could potentially have lit a rocket up his arse for running but they, obviously there was uncertainty yeah. um, I think it was the way Sharp phrased it which was interesting to me he said what, he knows he's not going to have any money well, much money. So he wanted to keep all the players he knew around. Which, like, is it, like it's a double-edged sort of... I, well, he wanted to keep me, obviously, but he's not going to get any money either. So it's like a double stab at the club, isn't it? it? it and you're a, right that you can it, say what you want. It was a bit of a dig at the club, though. I think. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It was a dig at the club, and I'm just... I'm not sure... Sharp comes out of the way that he did that with a lot of... It's a bit uh, yeah. yeah. He also has he's got form for upsetting his former employees when he leaves and stuff, hasn't he? So yeah. I know we think he's wonderful and rightfully so, but But that edge to him is what's made him such a good player. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. It's nice to it's good to have a player that a lot of the opposition fans hate. It's just help. And to prove point to prove. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean have you seen his his tweets recently about um the, the sort of list for the top goal scorers in the championship oh, oh yeah yeah and yeah. he retweeted it saying there's plenty more for me to get yet or something and then league one came on and he's on there as well so still got time to finish top of that one yet as well because he's about 15 behind whoever's top i was asked dan is it is dan seen that or has he unfollowed him already i've not unfollowed him I've, you, you, you no, made the exception no for sure. my, my rule is always if a player's done something special for us then i keep following him that's all i, I, I still follow like mark duffy and Brian Dean and people like that. If a player's left under a cloud or they've done nothing for us, fucking dead to me the second they So leave. Kai Gordon went ages ago, did he? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he went. Yeah, Any, anyone that's done like that, they're dead to me the second they leave. But no, Sharp will keep going and follow because he's a, he's a club legend. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, there's always a criteria, even if it isn't obvious on the surface. To, <laughs> uh, wheels within wheels, mate. Yeah, that's it. So, in summary then, are you feeling any better than you were a couple of days ago? Oh, I, I am. I, I think mainly because like, I'm ready for some football again and pretty much half of the season, first half, the away part of the first half of the season has been entirely played within about 25 miles of my house, which means <laughs> I'm going to get to a lot more games with ease rather than, uh, yeah, so a lot, lot of an easier sell with the better half. But yeah, um, I am feeling a bit better. Uh, I do... I don't know, I, I just feel like if, if Njai had gone this week as it were talked about was happening and then we are bringing in like a couple of £1 million punts from Scandinavia I just feel like, it, I don't know, it doesn't feel as exciting as last time we got promoted to the Premier League and it's, but then, my dad, and he doesn't say that much sensible stuff anymore or ever, but particularly anymore <laughs> he did say, he goes, well You've just got to remember who we signed when we got promoted to the Premier League under Warnock, John. People like David Samay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, true. Goes, so you never know, do you? But David Samay, legs of wood. Legs of wood. Exactly. Leg- well, what a player. Who else did we sign? Hulse um, was obviously all right. Yeah, Hulse did well. Big, oh, what are you calling the big Sonny Lee's kid who didn't play? Uh, Mamadou Davis. Say. Yeah, Mamadou Curtis Say. Davis. Yeah. Yeah, so there uh, we are. Christian Nardi. 
So apart, yeah, apart from nowadays goal at Arsenal, what an absolute and Hulls is obviously quite good. What an absolute steaming pile of wank they all were. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you don't know. You you just don't know, and it it will. Be, it just doesn't mm. feel. It should feel a bit more exciting, not just to me, but I think the fans should feel a bit more positive that we're back in the top flight. I don't think we do. Maybe that's because we've been there, like been there recently, so it's not as novel. But I don't know. I think there's a, there's a little spark missing, but I am I can't wait for it, it to get underway. Be yeah. Oh yeah, can't wait. I'll be sat in here, and I won't have the car, so that'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll come back and uh, bolster this World Cup squad then. Yeah. Okay, welcome back everyone to part two. Um, we're going to uh, put a couple more people in the World Cup squad. Um, we've got a couple of different positions. We've realised we're, we're fairly well stacked with forwards. Uh, we've got a defender to put in and we've also got a, a mercurial midfielder to put in. Uh, one of my favourite players, Blades players of all time, a, a, a Four Blades in the pub alumnus, um, Mr Glyn Hodges. Absolutely. Thoughts, anyone? First thoughts on RJ? That man's left foot was magic. Yeah, exactly. I um, I had a bit of a tweet exchange with David Taylor, who's a co-editor of The Pinch this week, and he was said he'd written a piece for GQ on Danny, Daniel Ricciardo, saying, um, please read this article, which is me saying Daniel Ricciardo is really great over and over again. And I, so I replied, I put, makes mental note for next submission to The Pinch. 400 times, Glenn Hodges was wonderful. <laughs> and he said... The first 398 reasons, his left foot. <laughs> but the other two, when he headbutted Gordon Armstrong at Roker Park and when he fell over the advertisement holding when he celebrated scoring against Derby. Against Derby, yeah. Um, well, he, he was one of, the, uh, he's one of the few people that we've been able to interview, just us. And uh, I really enjoyed that, that we talked. Because Hodges was pretty much when I started going at the back end of his blade spell. Right. Um, so obviously I don't, I can't talk and wax lyrical about him as much as you are. But just listening to him speak, and I always find when we've done these like ex-player interviews, how like when they talk about their international career and like the standard when they go to first, even even though it's Wales, that like night is like well, speed, mm. got speed, yeah, good, yeah, good speed, got speed, walk, rush. Hartson. Thinking Fine. back to his 1-11 to 11 that he had, some of the players that he put in that, didn't he have Mirandinia in it? He'd have played with him at Newcastle, wouldn't yeah. he? Like, so, just, yeah, for, obviously someone who like, really achieved quite a lot in the game. And he, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I would say, up until Njai, Hodges was the most gifted footballer I've seen at United, yeah. United shirt. And I would say, probably Njai surpasses him. And that's the first time in like you're doing 30 years, best, what, best part of 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a player with that technical ability that Hodges Is had. Is McGoldrick getting near that? McGoldrick was yeah, close, I but yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would say it was effortless with Hodges. Yeah. yeah. If you could you imagine Glenn Hodges nowadays with the way that they condition the footballers and, and the fitness that, that they have to get through. Yeah. Hodges didn't really try to get fit it, it, Bassett used to say turn up two stone overweight every <laughs> summer didn't he and he still continued to just produce 
the goods week in week out it was tremendous football so for, for a younger fan and for like someone like me who didn't really see him play until, well when I was about eight and I didn't know what was going on um, who would you compare him to at like a, like a modern version not so much at United but like a modern player that's a really good question because obviously he's that sort of wide midfielder that isn't overly quick with like his technique—they're not very common. I think I think he's one of these because he was a wide midfielder. He was a play central as well, and it, it's hard to. I think it's hard to make that comparison because he wasn't athletic, as you say. He, but what he could do with his feet and speed of feet, yeah, made the difference. Yeah, mm. and his ability to pick a pop, cross out, pick a pass out, just out of really tight situations. He, he didn't. Like, we look at footballers more as athletes these days like you say well, they have to be it, don't they That's there's very the few I would say alike Hodges yeah. it was very much of his time because it, it wasn't built like your classic winger it weren't like a, a kind of whisper it weren't either like a yeah. like a Franz Carl like 5 foot 8 and little and nippy or like a big rangy winger who can get it, 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 it was a solid unit, guy yeah. he was 6 foot tall and fairly well built yeah. weren't he? he pretty good in the air as well from mm. what I can remember yeah in terms of people you could compare to. I'm struggling to a modern day football yeah. that you could compare him to. We should have asked us that before we started this section, John. <laughs> have you know, I have a think that's it's quite organic, and I'd, I think we should welcome some suggestions on that if you've uh, if you've it, hung around it, for this bit. But yeah, it's, it's like it's like you say, it's a tough one because it, it it was of that time. Mm. But equally, you could see him playing today, but he'd just be sitting and just. Yeah, whether he'd whether still be the same kind of player, I'm not too sure. But it sort of one, one of the things about him, people that, that listen to this pod of a certain age will know this, but the, the fans actually contributed to signing him as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I remember selling uh, Grand National Sweepstake tickets. It's, which is just a crazy well, thing we'll to probably think not, about. You've not seen nothing yet. Yeah, we're, Wait probably not, this we're probably not a million miles away from that now. When <laughs> suddenly able to get Trier over at line, can you all... Uh, can we, get, can we take to, to a pay, couple to, of football cards around? To pay the caterers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want a pie, you're going to have to... Because uh... we tried to sign him. Bassett had tried to sign him at least once before, hadn't he? Because yeah. if you remember the United documentary, there's the, I think it was the episode, it was either the board episode or the manager episode, where they sat in the boardroom and, and Bassett says, look, you know, can we get this player? And really kind of outlines all the reasons why we couldn't have him. We didn't get him over the line. Apparently that was Hodges. That was at the end of the promotion season right. to the top flight and I think he tried to get him when we first went up and again couldn't afford him or he wasn't available and obviously we got him. he'd gone to Watford then hadn't he and it not worked he out. He went to Palace, didn't Palace. 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 Yeah. Palace yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah he did. Because yeah. he was he was born, he was born in Streatham so he's like very much... He's played more games than it for any any other club at Wimbledon. Yeah, so he was South London born yeah, and bred, yeah. weren't he? So. So one of them, Wimbledon, obviously Wimbledon were really good at bringing players through or buying players for not much and then selling on. He went to Newcastle for reasonable, yeah, reasonable sum money. and it, for whatever reason didn't work out and then yeah, Watford and Palace and yeah, we got him from... 400, about 400 and... Yeah, I think it was three, about three, 400, three 400, 425 grand, grand yeah. and we had to whatever it were contribute however much to that but that's it like I said we were a top flight club yeah doing a, a sweepstake to raise money to buy a player it's crazy isn't it it's crazy w- weren't we on a run at that point of not winning a game up until mid-December as well which is what yeah and he came in just after that I think yeah Derby Derby went his debut were it he made his debut yeah the week, week before yeah and then Derby was 
Derby at home in front of Col. Yeah. Was that a really foggy day? Hang on, foggy day, or was that Southampton? No, that was Southampton the week, week after. So, yeah. that, so the Derby game is where he scored. Yeah. And was it a bit of a tapping, I think? No, well, smashed it in. Oh, smashed it in. It was smashed it in at back post. Like, a bit like the Collymore yeah. closing in goal, kind of smashed it in at far post. And then he ran up to the advertisement hoarding and went to go and salute the cop and just went straight over. Straight just, over just, yeah. Everyone's going, where's he gone? <laughs> and he just picks himself up. And then the following week was Southampton. Southampton, Southampton which was the fog game where Booker could have got a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. And let Johnny G take the penalty instantly. Put it in top tier up. <laughs> top tier up, <laughs> Ramon Lane. Um, but um, I mean, as, as a player, just and he was com- he was different to what we had because we'd always had under Bassett we had we had, te- we had some technical players but they were kind of hard working players or physical players and grafters and all right he wasn't lazy but he wasn't a grafter but he was just a cut above everything else we had I think nowadays he'd be classed as like a luxury player wouldn't he yeah um, because of the ability he got and you're right there's an argument to say he was lazy at times but maybe he was a lit- like Letitia like then. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. Not now. For completely different reasons. <laughs> I'm quite sceptical <laughs> about that opinion, actually. Ian, uh, I've seen a video, yeah. uh, and it's all out there to see if you want to. If you, you can find it yourself, you've just got to do your own research. There must have been something in the water at Southampton, anyway. <laughs> but um, can't yeah. talk about Latisse for hours because it's fucking hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just in, he never had but a Gordon Armstrong. You were just a crisis actor. But that was the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing though he had that nasty edge to him yeah Wimbledon you, yeah. Know, you get very few players who come through at Wimbledon who can't look after themselves and haven't got a bit of an edge to him well, that's partly why he fit in well here because yeah. I think we, as a club we had an edge didn't we yeah. that's the sort of players Bassett wanted but uh, I go back to his, his ability I mean that goal against Man United is, is will go down in Sheffield United folklore yeah. for, for generations to come, and, and that's the kind of ability he'd got. And I don't think many other players, or if any, on our team would have been able to do what he did. Every, with that every other Sheffield United player on that side that day, if that ball falls to him there, they're smashing it. Mm. They're smashing it, and Schmeichel's probably just going to come out and with, his with his massive frame and just stop it with his head or something. Yeah. But he's he's the only player on the pitch that day I, that I can think of that would have the presence of mind just to. Just to, just, just to kind of lob it, it. Yeah, just yeah. side at foot as well. Yeah. It wasn't like he, it was just guided. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Oh, it, I, so, so he could do that, but he could also smash him in from. I think was it, was it not county away? Yes. Smash one in from about thirty yards. Might have been that season or a season after. So he could do he could do everything. Scored a great goal at Forest away, didn't he? As well, yeah. in Clough's last ever game. Yeah, just cutting cuts inside and curls it into yeah, the far yeah. corner. He scored that header against Luton. Where he set the where he set the move up, he kind of picks it up on left wing, back heels it, three or four touches, and the, the cross comes in. He kind of almost like a diving header into the bottom corner when he was absolutely on fire. So he could do a bit of everything. Yeah, cracking player and a decent addition to the World Cup squad. I think you need that bit of flair, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Under, I mean, we've got we could potentially put out a very so since it's the World Cup and Gibbs White yeah. already. So if we're playing like Armenia in group stage and we fancy having a bit of fun, we can really get. A, <laughs> uh, we can properly go for it, uh, and yeah. So I mean that sort of segues nicely to the next one in terms of flair. Maybe not as his prime at, attribute, but certainly we need, a, we need a bit of versatility in this squad. I'll be we? honest, as much as I saw Rodgers do it, I never saw Rodgers do a, um, what do you call it, like a, a, a roulette <laughs> turn or whatever you call it. <laughs> that might give you a clue as to the next yeah. uh, entry in, and I think it's only right 
with him entering his 10th season at United, which doesn't happen in football very often anymore. No. A legend, a legend at the lane, the original piston, Chris Basham. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal serving and played through some sort of moderate success under Clough, then pretty Mod- much moderate. Yeah, mod- yeah, moderates. Moderates doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Well, I would say about <coughs> Clough and is we came in that season and we had the run. The he season had gone on another five, ten games. Would have at least gone on in the Bastion playoffs. Wasn't there that season? We signed him the summer after. <coughs> really? Yeah, we signed him the summer after we were at Wembley because when we played Man City, would have been his first time playing at Wembley. Well, there you are. Ignore me. <laughs> no, but he, he obviously was... Well, Clough that signed Basham. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the season when actually Clough spent a lot of money because he even tried bringing people like Billy Painter in and stuff to try and get us over <laughs> the line. Bond or Billy? But yeah, Basham played in that crazy Swindon game, didn't he? Yeah, scored. Bash, in Basham's that. arriving. That was the same commentary, Basham's yeah, arriving. Yeah, uh, less impactful though. Yeah, on our, but then obviously he was around for Atkins and then Wilder described him as one of the fa- his favourite ever players he'd ever managed. And until we basically bought the best defender outside the top flight last summer that we managed to fluke signing, like we talked about him being almost irreplaceable, and we just we fell on with it. And all we got a, but Basham, he, he just epitomises as well. Like every club probably says this, and as he's cut, but he is a Sheffield United player. He yeah. fits in what we want. Hundred percent commitment. Hundred percent, you know. You know what you're getting, and you forgive the technical shortcomings because you won't doubt that like, he's not going to shirt challenges. Yeah, he plays for the he plays for the badge on the front. Like, he's a great servant. And I mean, that, what what game was it all season where we were winning? We were winning something like three 0 at the last five minutes, and he went flying in for a tackle and fucked his knee up. Yeah, he it? injured himself. Yeah, didn't yeah. We were comfy, home and hose, ninety first minute, and you just think, you know what? Let him go past you. He's in court and he flew in for a tackle and did his knee, and that's all right. It's not great, but that kind of epitomising that he's just that's because he's a bit thick. You know, he, he plays bell to bell. <laughs> Who'd have thought though? We talk about that season under Clough where he ended up in the five-five game at Swindon. We signed him as a midfielder, and he's he's limited. And he was Johnny Average. That's yeah, limited as a midfielder. For him to still be here ten years later. He'll be going into his third season playing in the Premier League for us. He's won a title. He's got promoted to the Premier League twice. Yeah. And he's given himself a lot of credit in the way that he's performed since dropping back into defence. I was going to say, bear in mind, I think he came through at Bolton. I remember because my wife's a Bolton fan. I remember him coming through at Bolton. And they liked him, but they were just when they, I think they, got, they got, might have got a seven-figure sum for him. Yeah, they did. Blackpool, they did. Blackpool, Blackpool, Blackpool went, went to the Premier yeah, League. Did, yeah. Yeah. And they were laughing, going... Fantastic. And then obviously we got him from Blackpool. We got him for free, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And it was like how you know he'd, he'd sign him as a profile signing for them going into Premier League, and now we are getting him on free, and it's kind of like. But around that time, you're thinking, okay, <laughs> should, we get, should we get excited? Like you say, in midfield, yeah, didn't really give anything. But then the times he's filled in in midfield since. He's been a different kind of player. You yeah. know what you're going to get with him, don't yeah, he you? Like Dan says, them. he doesn't shirk a tackle, he just works his nuts off. He's as fit as an absolute... Yeah. And that, again, that speaks to his character, the fact that he's been the one player that every time we've stepped up, we've kind of gone, probably have to replace Basham. Yeah. Probably have to replace Basham. We've said that for like five, six seasons on Trot, and it's like you say, it's only the, that we've, fact that we've suddenly come across Anel that he has actually been replaced. But I can't remember which pre-season it was, where again, obviously, would have thought, season after, I'm under pressure... 
went away in pre-season, got himself a personal trainer who had him. He's had one again this. Who had him racing up and down hills, and he came back. And by all accounts, with well, the fix because he, he absolutely smashed the bleep test, didn't he? They did the beat test pre-season. The last time they were in, they po- in Portugal, uh, or oh, sorry, the first time they were in Portugal under Wilder, when they were doing the videos of the players running around the pitch, and he was pissing it. We were winning, we were winning each time by yeah. by some distance as well. He'd come back he, for pre-season. Bang he, on he, it. he will have been in his thirties then as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he is now. But what, what kind what of stutters he having the vape? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. No, we. I, he, I think he's. He, he'll be very, very fondly remembered. And like, like I, I touched on it before, that I think he is a bit. He's not. Well, I don't know him personally, but the fact he, he's not a footballer that allows, um, like the mental side of the game to affect him. He doesn't take long in his decision making. Seems to, does it? Because that's why you get the ridiculous meandering runs and the like bits of skill where you're like, well, you don't need like a kid's dropped his PlayStation pad on FIFA sort of thing. <laughs> But he's phenomenal, and like he's, but he he is like, when he retires, they better not fuck up. Like ten years for a start, <laughs> testimonial yeah. is needed for one, and secondly, they just better not like fuck up Basham's last like season at United. How if this long is has he got left? Is this his last season? I think yeah, so. he, got two he got two the years year in before. He'd be gobsmacked if he did. We're in fucking shit state for renewing his at the end of this season. I love him. And he's been fantastic for us, but let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, he shouldn't be. Yeah, he he's now be he's now on the way. That, that would be a, that would be a, a decision based on sentiment and nothing else really. Can you take out the No, no, mate, thank you. All good, thank you. Um, Just proof we're in the pub. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's happened yeah, a couple of times to us. That yeah, anyway. we're not we're not we're not uh, we're not pumping in crowd noise. <laughs> We're not uh, like they do at some grounds, maybe even in Sheffield, who knows. We have eaten some crisps during this, so we just thought I'd flag it to, to Johnny Toyne. To Johnny Toyne, if yeah. he's listening. Well, yeah. Johnny got on a plane to Portugal today, so if he's... Uh, and you see who got on a plane with? With, with, with Phil Jagielka. Jagielka. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Who's that. Jags playing for? Not, is it? I don't know. Just been released by Stoke. Yeah, released by Stoke. Oh, maybe he's trying to sign him. Jags. Yeah. <laughs> Five facts about Phil Jagielka you didn't know. <laughs> Number one, holidays in the Algarve. <laughs> Number two, is friends with Johnny Toyne as of half past one this afternoon. Yeah. Um, played for Sheffield United. Any yeah. others? Um, has a name that is, can be pronounced multiple different ways. Yeah. And one, sc- one scored against Leeds. Yeah. There you are. Five uh, facts about our new And speaking team. of scoring against Leeds. Well, oh, then smooth. Yes, the it's almost like that's planned. <laughs> it, Honestly, it's not. It definitely isn't. Uh, I think that if Mark Duffy hadn't scored the best goal of all time against Wednesday, the Wilder period, had, and it is to an extent, but the Basham goal away at Leeds. Him absolutely amazing away kit we had that year. The celebration, which sums bashing up because he does it like slide terribly and then like starts punching the air, like gets completely overexcited. I was in that away end that day. I've never, I think that's the most mental and away end celebration I've ever been in for when that went in because sum- they fucking battered us that day. We had no right to win that, that game. That sums up Basham. That game sums up Basham. He'd have been hooked. He should have been hooked. He yeah, played we're a midfield and he were awful. He missed, he missed a, a sitter yeah. at the end he of the first half. He missed a one the first half and should have come off at half time and even Wilder said he would have brought him off but couldn't find the way of 
creating the kind of yeah and and obviously that fashion's arriving time the second fashion's arriving (laughs) we'll go down in folklore for for chef united for generations but he's left his mark on me as well because in the when that night we first met outside the car park yeah when we're all sat outside the coach or stood outside the coach and all the players are piling off with bottles of champagne he shoved his bottle of champagne in my mouth and chipped my tooth which is still like it now yeah. so he's got a bad aim with a bottle of champagne as well so have you got the chip anywhere? <laughs> probably swallowed it get it mounted or something get him to sign it <laughs> get it on eBay chipped tooth for Thursday Chris Basham yeah like Phenomenal servant, and like, by all accounts, like a phenomenal fellow as well. Like really popular with his teammates. Yeah, all, all his teammates speak really highly of him, don't they? And uh, I think it was like quite. Was was it? Well, yeah, it was two years ago when we had Slav. Like there was strong rumours he was going to Middlesbrough Wild, and we all knew him to Middlesbrough. And obviously, it would have been a good move for him going back up to the northeast uh, potentially. But like, like it's such a. It's such a positive that that didn't happen. So I think having him around and also like one of our better performances last season, arguably the performance which really changed the context because it was first time Doyle played in, uh, instead of Norwood. But that Spurs, when we beat Spurs, Basham playing alongside Anil as the as the middle centre back. Not that I want Egan not to play, but like just. He, he put in a great shift that night against some like top players. I don't think it should be underestimated. He's probably contributed more than what we think to how oh. good has been this year as well. He's breathing down, breathing down his neck. Breathing down his neck. Also, you can guarantee he'll have been the one going. I'd have done that that way. I'd yeah, yeah. When he's got the ball there, you wouldn't even you yeah. to be making this run. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's all for the greater good of the team. Yeah. He's, he's an unselfish yeah. individual. Uh, and like, and that's that's rare. Yeah, he's, he's mm. in, in football. He's a proper, he's a proper club, club man, isn't he? Yeah, that's 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 the word for him. Yeah, and like yeah. they better not fuck it up when he when he hangs off his boots. <laughs> well, they will probably. They'll be like uh, be crying on the town hall steps next next <laughs> summer when we've, we have a finished seventeenth promotion tour. But don't please. That isn't an idea that you need to do. We cannot have that. That is the most tin pot thing ever. But uh, yeah, it could be. Oh no, but it'd wind them up. I'd be good that one. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to think, going back to part one, when I was talking about the club needs to be more open, that's not Chancery open. Just, just, just to be clear about that. <laughs> yeah. That's not having a tantrum. That's not when something didn't go your way, calling a press conference and fans forum and having a tantrum for three hours and, and uh, abusing a club legend. Cash only, cash only. Five year season ticket sales. Ten year, isn't it? Ten years, but you can only buy in cash. Five, five grand, but you can't pay on credit card. <laughs> Can do a bank transfer. Yeah. This is going. Like Luke said, just walking into ticket office with five bags in, in yeah. like, like train spotting in head bag. I put it down, <laughs> renewing for family. Where did you get that from? Sub smack heads in Glasgow. Yeah, <laughs> like, Edinburgh actually train spotted in it. Sorry, Irvine Welsh. Irvine Welsh had a bad week, didn't he? After his, uh, I'm three also assuming he doesn't week, listen to this podcast. You never I mean, know. you said that. It's right? a West Ham fan, isn't he? Uh, He's got a soft spot for United, though. Has he? Yeah, I've seen that in a couple of not for, things. Not for people well, we'll with mental health. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm slagging him off. I love Irvine Welsh, but like, he, he, that tweet he did the other night weren't, weren't cool, were it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, 
Bash is amazing. Hodges never really saw him play, but the way it was lovely to hear you lot talk about him in such, like, with, with such reverence. Thank you, Dan. Always put my hand down there. But, uh, but like, he was great company when he came on the pod as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. well. No, you know, no kind of. No side to him. He's pretty it, chilled when the internet went wrong as well, so that was good. But he chat for ages. Yeah, oh, yeah. about two he hours. Genuinely just, you know, I think we record, as we do, no editing, just record it all and get it out there. And it, it, it all held, because yeah. he's just held court. Shall we run through we've got in the squad now? Yeah, I mean, we're up to 16. Oh, are you really? I'm having, I'm having so a took us a year. <laughs> it needs to be done before the season. Should we put another one in tonight? Live, not disgusting. Oh, we're putting ourselves under pressure then, so who are we going to put in? We're going to do it before the quiz starts. Oh, yeah, we have, yeah. yeah. Uh, very quick, I reckon we talked about it. Various potential final striker positions. Oh, so there's options there. Yeah. yeah. BT, Keith Edwards. McGoldrick, Fjortoff, Agana, go on. I think out of those, I'm going to say McGoldrick. That's who I'm going to go with. And it's a fag paper between him and Beatty, because I think Beatty's probably the best, like, like the most premium striker we've had in my time watching United. Yeah, without doubt it was. But Janoga Fjortoff's possibly my favourite ever Sheffield United player. And iconic. And Keith Edwards is my favourite, one of my favourite United players, and Agana. Tony Agana formed the best actual strike partnership I've ever seen at United in 40 odd years of watching him. Not so. putting a striker in. <laughs> <laughs> Should we regroup on this one and record another so. one? Soon? I think so. <laughs> what, what, what about, we've got two goalkeepers already. So why don't we put third the third, goal, third goalkeeper in? And again, I appreciate there's going to be some options. I think we're going to disagree massively on this. Oh, good. We're not going to put a keeper in then? Well, I, will, I think we will disagree because I think that should be Henderson. I mean, should we just put Derek French in as like <laughs> physio. physio and be done with it? I think that should be Henderson. Third, third keeper? Because we've got Kelly and Tracy, if you don't know. Yeah, Henderson over Paddy for me. Yeah, so the, the one that Ian's got down on his list and... I appreciate why he's there because he was brilliant for the short time he was with us and, and sadly he is no longer with us and that's Mel Reese. but I tend to agree with you Ian in terms of uh, John in terms of was Melly long enough Mel it wasn't, wasn't. It, it, what, didn't and that's probably that sentiment long on my it's, part it's a sentimental about having three quality yeah. keepers at the yeah. same time as well but, I mean he did only play a dozen games I think it was 11 games like, wasn't yeah. it so, but yeah, I think Dean Henderson, although yeah. he was never actually our player, we had him for two incredible seasons. we've got Gibbs White in there, haven't we? So. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's fair to have Henderson in. We agree? Yeah, Ian, yeah, Ian's yeah. begrudgingly agreed to it. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I love Paddy, but Henderson's, yeah. as much as good as Paddy was, Henderson, as a keeper. Head and shoulders above. Yeah. I mean, Henderson, for me, it was... It's the it's some of the point blank saves that he was he was able to make. Yeah. He also wound people up. Like Paddy did as well, but Henderson was a next level wind up merchant. And go back it links what nicely. What game is it? Wigan away, Boxing Day. We did that dive. That dive. And it were from Lee Evans as well, yeah. weren't it? I think we were in the bar still though, if I remember <laughs> rightly. Just didn't really watch much of that match. I think we won three 0 I didn't see any goals. It was when Billy Sharp scored his uh, record breaking goal, weren't it? I'm sure it was. But, but uh, do you know what Henderson, I don't know if you can remember when we signed him on Twitter. Was it on Twitter? I'm sure it was on Twitter. And he posted the words to Greasy Chip Butty song. Obviously it's easy to go and yeah. research what fans like to hear and then go and do it. 
but I genuinely believe he bought into the club from oh, day one. That's bought the into thing, it. Whichever club he goes to, because yeah. the Grimsby fans all said how amazing he was, how he bought into it, that's his, he, he kind of endears himself to fans yeah. from minute I think one. It looks like he's going back to Forest, unfortunately, which is a... Does it? Is it? Yeah, well, strongly. So I don't think Navas has re-signed. I presume well, he's chasing some Is he not money. trying to get into... Man United's number one sin as De Gea's got. I think he'll be there, but then they're going to buy Onana. They're just about to spend 50 million on a keeper, aren't they? So? Oh, are they right. Yeah, yeah they're going to get Onana. And you meant to say, what's his name? And then I can say Onana. Didn't Alan Shearer do that, Joe? Yeah, about it. So it's like the Rihanna song, isn't it? Onana. Oh, How many times have I told you? Any music made after the turn of the century is shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not coming out to bat for Rihanna here. I'm just making a very simple <laughs> anyway Anderson like loads of for me I just think that, that when we won at Leeds that day they had been calling him nonsense stuff for 90 yeah. minutes and he proper like squared up to him and like I yeah, loved he him loved I, it, I, I, he's my I loved Alan Kelly growing up he's my actual like favourite I just think he's brilliant and an incredible goalkeeper as well yeah. he should be England's number one it's a it, shame that he, it's a shame it's that his weird. career has gone the way that it has it's just it, a number of the problem he's got himself in now as well because he's English and he was at Man U he's got probably another four maybe three four years on a massive contract he made, so he made a bad decision signing that contract was a bad decision it all looked like he was going to be in there and then he had a slight injury and then De Gea's been number one ever since you and see then, I don't think Man United when he signed it I don't think Man United were ever going to you're never going to, even a club of Man United, you're never going to have a, your second choice keeper on 350,000 a week. They were never going to put De Gea as number two. Yeah. He was never going to be number two. No one was going to buy him because everyone that could have bought him was stacked for a goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, Cors- once Courtois went to Madrid. Yeah, Henderson should have backed himself to go somewhere. Because when he was with us, he would have been linked with Bayern Munich and Dortmund and stuff like that. He should have backed himself. And gone to go somewhere to like a, that. Even, even go somewhere like Newcastle or, or Villa or a good sized club play there for a few years and then get that big move he should have backed himself to go out somewhere else and play for someone regularly I mean like he, I honestly don't think that I mean Pickford seems to not be able to be dislodged for England but like it's only that like like Ramsdale's probably ahead of him now and Pope's probably ahead of him so unfortunately he doesn't even get in there but un- undoubtedly both of them two are ahead of him but they shouldn't be no, but they shouldn't. not if the trajectory had continued yeah. it was on when he left us and it, it was I mean with any luck Ramsdale will not get picked for the next squad and go on strike until he gets a cap for Brazil so <laughs> <laughs> but Dan's not bitter no yeah, well, we've got. I think we've got season two of Arsenal documentary coming out, so there will be some. Oh, is there? Oh, I think so. Well, there's a there's a definite four part on another club as well. I think four part on Newcastle down to so get your sick back ready for that when Eddie's talking about like pivotal <laughs> moments and how he was walking down the Tyne and reading some James, some listening to some sort of like. Self-help podcast. <laughs> yeah. listen, to, listen to Jake Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. Listen but, to Four Blades in a pub. Yeah, definitely is not on the subscriber list. But what do we reckon then? Seriously, like Anderson moments. I think that game at Leeds. It came two, two, two saves against Norwich. Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. One at home where he had no right to 
No. That was it like a four, three on one? Three on, on one. one. Yeah. Three on one and he stopped it. I can't remember who it was from, but he celebrated like he just scored yeah, yeah. winning goal in FA Cup. He right. also got the crowd going. And and was, that, was it Norwich when he made that Norwich double away. save? Norwich away. Away against Campwell. From, you know, it won a double save. He pushed it wide, didn't he, from Campwell. Who was, but it was, who it was it in he made that... the double save from it? I'm sure it was here. That, I'm sure it was Norwich here when he made at the, at the away end, in front of Bramall Lane, he made a, he, he made a save. Then he made a second save and then Egan, I think, or it might have been the goal that volleyed it out. Oh, yeah. And he can't, again, yeah, jumped I can't, up I can't like remember it, but I can't remember who it was again. Two, literally, you I, know, like keepers are kind of trained to make a save and bounce straight back up and it just... It might have been Bournemouth, one at last game. I can't remember who it was, but it was, yeah. it was a fantastic double stop and again, celebrated it like a goal. Yeah, yeah. Here's my observation. I think we've got two very similar goalkeepers in the squad now. Like like Kelly and Tracy. No, uh, Kelly and Henderson. Tracy and Henderson, I would say. Okay, in what way? Similar, prone to brain farts. Yeah, all keepers are. <laughs> Say Henderson's Stop brain farts. Excusing them. I mean, what, that's an interesting one. What were his big? He farts? had a bad mistake against Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, yeah. He like the one through like that Daisy Cutter. Was it Wayne Aldum against oh, Liverpool? Oh yeah. yeah. We look like holding holding Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah. Villa away, obviously three three when his head fell off and yeah. he just. Even Ender Stevens turned around, went third goal, and went, That's fucking you, that. <laughs> I watched that the other day on Sky. I, I remember it the best. I do think, I mean, like, again, goalkeepers, like, you'll know, Phil, it's a, it's a confidence thing. If you're flying, you feel like you're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. If you're not. But, but he, he, t- he, never, he takes it to extreme. He's. Uh, but even when, he's, when, he, even when things are going wrong, it was still like. Yeah, yeah. The he, man. But, but that's <laughs> his bravado, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, 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 You know, even like when he. You know, in fairness to him, when he fucked up against Liverpool, I remember the end of the game, the first thing he did was come up to the cop and go, and kind of hold his hands up, that's that's on me, that one. Um, I remember your Joe having a meltdown after that one. That's not like well, a, a lot of people That's do. not like a Ridley to have a meltdown at match. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Sam, Chops, not often Chris. I have a meltdown. Oh, no, looking, no, Phil's like, usually yeah, the one saying, you're shut, like up, the you, I'm shut looking, up, you silly twat. <laughs> I'm, more thinking like. about, I'm more thinking about them through. Yeah, my brothers and dad. Yeah. Cheers, dad. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers kids. You're not here as he's in Canada. Surprise, surprise, my dad's on holiday. I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the first game of the season. Nowhere I've been, yeah. Why? Because you checked into the fucking toilet when you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Every other fucking place you went to for two weeks, kid. I've been a shit at the Novotel. Montreal. <laughs> we are joking. I've never been to Canada. It'll uh, tell you some of this, so hopefully you some nice poutine which isn't code for anything rude if you're not familiar <laughs> with what that is but yeah like Henderson Henderson's a good compliment to to, to Kelly and Tracy as yeah. well as maybe being a uh, brain fart I, I get what you mean by the way about the link yeah. Tracy and Henderson I think Tracy was a we need a, level with his brain fade. Yeah, <laughs> we need a pretty boy to like bring some like premium wags to tournaments so Henderson's <laughs> mistress is lovely isn't she so like, adds, adds to the sex appeal of the squad <laughs> Compared to, I mean, we've, we've, well, I don't know, yeah. Where are you going with it? Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long weekend. It's been a, yeah, I mean, it's been a good weekend. Very good. I mean, didn't go to bed till very late and then got up incredibly early. You can't tell. Do I look? (laughs) No, I'm not right, but I think you just rammed it off on tangents. Yeah, but um, it's been nice to come to the pub, boys. We've got 17 now, so we only need... You know, I've miscounted it, you know I can't count. 16. Good job numbers aren't your Yeah, thing. who have we got in the squad then? So we've got three keepers, Kelly, Tracy, Henderson. So you see Shagger. <laughs> and, <Henderson. laughs> and then if you're going from the Shagger, we then go to right back, Babakis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the talking oh. sex appeal. Mm. 
Left, well, yeah. you know, we've got one left back in Ender, yeah. Stevens. We've got three centre halves in Egan, Jagielka, and O'Connell so far. Uh, Norwood, Brown, Hodges, Whitehouse would probably class as midfielders, but there's one or two do a bit more. Basham, sorry, 17, I added Basham in. So Basham in there as well. And then you've got Morgan Gibbs White, Illiman and Jai. Brian Dean and Billy Sharp, so he's 17. I've not added Basham okay. into this list. Yeah, so we'll go with 23 man, or we'll probably go on most of next season because when we were Luke's first seven games of the season and we don't do a podcast <laughs> two months. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's shaping up good, and I think there's a few topical players, as you can see with that final striker. I think there's quite a bit of debate to be had there. We also got a final centre half, and there's lots of yeah, we need to get us uh, get us ducks in a row before we put next one. Otherwise, we're just going to spend all day arguing about <laughs> Agana, BT, McGoldrick, Fjortoft, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, all four are very good in that Absolutely. one. That, that's... Talking about Fjortoft, by the way, did you see that thing the other day where he said he, he nearly re-signed for us? Yeah. In the summer after he left, Yeah. Uh, John Hendry was the manager of Barnsley and wasn't playing him. So he wanted to settle in Sheffield, bought a new house in Dort, wanted to finish his career with us, and Barnes had blocked it. Mm. Uh, he, he, did, uh, he did an interview, I can't know what podcast he, he did. I think it might be, I might have been the, the Sheffield United one, because he did that one, didn't he? Mm. And he said he, he had a chance to come back, but Barnes had stopped, stopped. I also have to like, he'd still got his blade shirt. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the, the new one is loosely based on. Um, and he was holding that up the other day, the full sponsorship, you know, full. I think that's the best home kit we've had in years, by the, the way. The new one? Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see what it looks like when the sponsor's on. I'd hate it to have, like, I don't know, something like, I don't know, Ford or something that's blue that just... Yeah, or like, that, or like just a flat cap that says A up. Yeah, something like something that. shit like that, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, the one that was previous worked so well because Ward's was black yeah. and it just tied in so well with the kit. So it... I hope, I hope the sponsor just doesn't clash against I it. I like it because it... You know, we'll turn it into a fashion podcast. No, I'm, 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 I'm genuinely, since I was little, fanatic about kits and I'll, every new kit that comes out of a look. I like say fashion? <laughs> I'm, just I'm a dedicated follower. A fashion. Yeah. But no, they, to me, it's good because it's nostalgic to a kit of a time and certain players. Yeah. Two broader stripes for me, but there you go. That's, you that's my, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I just like. I think you look smart. Hopefully, they sell them without sponsors as well. I'd, 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 I'd have one without sponsor. Would you? Yeah, I'd be surprised. Well, we'll, well see. they'll be on the. Uh, you, can, you can get the, the limited yeah, edition. You get them on, on DH Gate tomorrow, no doubt. You I get the limited edition shirt. Yeah. Can we can we try and be in the know and say that based on the hats they're releasing, that the awake it's going to be some same colours as the blue and turquoise yeah, and purple there's a sash? Sad chance, isn't there? I would. Oh, right, I don't okay. so. I might like that. Maybe if they did that, they could also really make it quite different. Might even have it striped. Not a striped to wear shirt ever. Have one last year. Did we? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. we had the black and white one in the Premier League. What was the, the counters one? Was the white with counters black. Brown, oh, brown and I mean, like, yeah, but counters had... brown and yellow. That was striped. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe a blue, purple, not a white and blue one, like the Argentina <laughs> yeah. shirt. That, yeah, yeah, well, that yeah. One of our uh, our f- former fan engagement coordinators <laughs> tested the walk with, and that's the story for the. Uh, that's the story for the Patriot. Yeah, <laughs> um, which isn't starting anytime soon because that would be basically mild extortion on our behalf. Yeah. 
<laughs> fucking value for money, not enough. Fucking hell. For just, I think that's gonna for just one pound a month. Yeah. you get access to. I think, I think we might podcast. I think we might have trade descriptions <laughs> on his uh, on his case if we did to that. To a limited amount of paywall content. <laughs> charge, we don't, we don't charge, get any interviews anymore. Charge people with one shit podcast every three months. I think people might be. Uh, <laughs> We, we, we used to do interviews, but then someone else started doing. Yeah, yeah we lost all the guests. Yeah, we ain't got, we're not, we're not the, not the big boys in town, but we, uh, we enjoyed that. Cool, I think. Yeah, it's been good that it was. Enjoyed great. that. So yeah, hopefully a few more signings in the door, and then we can look forward to the Palace game. We'll, we'll do another little update in a few weeks. I think. Yeah, be something in between, won't yeah. And then we're at the Palace game to look forward to. I try not to watch the friendlies because it just does me head in because they're shit aren't they they really really shit it just makes me laugh when people lose their shit over losing a losing friendly, friendly. It's just get minutes yeah, in the legs it's, 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 it's a fitness yeah, game yeah, that's it yeah cool yeah. first time we've been in a pub for a while I mean together together, yeah. together uh, I've, uh, I've uh, been it's, uh, yeah I've probably been in too much recently <laughs> uh, but yeah that's not time for self reflection it's time to say all the blades all the blades